Welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical AF. Today we're going to be talking about the frequencies of life and how they affect us. Now, if you type into Google and you just ask, like, what is the frequency scale? You're going to come up with things that are very interesting. One of the questions is, what sound frequency is harmful to humans? And according to hearit.org, human beings are normally able to detect sounds in the range of 20 to 20,000 hertz. And uh, that's very interesting. Um, and it is well known that sounds within this range can damage the hearing. However, sounds under the frequency of 20 hertz can also affect the ear, even though we are unable to hear them, just as light that we can't see can affect us, even though we can't see it. One of the next questions is, can sound be weaponized? And I know this for sure as Tesla's technology. Um, and according to Mashable.com, um, sound has long been used in war and other battles. As one expert put it, influence, manipulate, and torture. Strange reports of weaponized sound in Cuba, however, have experts baffled. Infrasound, like infrared light, is categorized by long sound waves at frequencies lower than humans can hear. They call it a form of unsound. And sounds can make you hallucinate. Auditory hallucinations are the most common type of, ex type of experience. Some patients report hearing voices and others hear phantom melodies. Uh, Scientific American says healthy people also experience hallucinations. Drugs, sleep deprivation, and migraines can often trigger the illusion of sound or sights that are not there. So this is very interesting. What I got onto this was, <laughs> why I got onto this was looking to find the frequency. We know what the frequency of love is 528 hertz. We know the solfeggio scale um, is a resonant sound harmonic scale that is vibrationally equivalent with our body. Um, but what about the frequencies of fear? And what about the frequencies of shame and the frequencies that we carry around with us or the frequencies that could be being emitted out to us to keep us in a state of a lower vibration? Um, Wikipedia says that infrasound is defined by the American National Standards Institute as sound at frequencies less than 20 hertz. So if we're vibrating at a frequency of fear and shame, um, are we vibrating at a frequency of fear? 18.98 uh, hertz is known as the ghost frequency, and you can find out more information about that on YouTube. Um, but I think that that's very interesting. Um, it's called the ghost frequency. Um, it says it causes fear in humans. Uh, which I think is very interesting. Um, I'm going to read a little bit just from a couple articles. Um, of course, going to read from Wikipedia, going to read from uh, a website called interestingengineering.com, um, and also going to read maybe a little something from Ryan Patrick, which is on hitrecord.com, um, which was written in 2014, and it says, basically, <laughs> this is so interesting. 
it says that basically the tone 18.98 hertz has been shown to cause anxiety, extreme sorrow, fear, chills down the spine, and pressure on the chest. It is also said that it has been linked to hallucinations, which may explain people seeing ghosts. I have some thoughts on that. That's interesting. I don't think that the um, people seeing ghosts is linked to a certain frequency. I think that that definitely can come from the empathic, uh, how empathic you are, how open to receiving that you are, if your timeline, you know, what the timeline is like. Um, yeah. Okay. So interestingengineering.com has uh, a great article with a science-based um, website and it's got some very interesting, one, it's got some very interesting photos on it. Two, um, talks about how ghosts thrive in any culture. Uh, Odysseus experiences them in, in Homer's Odyssey as he travels through the underworld. And in Dante's Divine Comedy, Dante comes face to face with the spirits of his history. Um, a Christmas carol, they, all these things. Ghosts are very common in our natural life societal forms. We all know about ghosts. We are shown ghosts in different aspects. Um, yeah. Uh, but it also says the human mind often plays tricks on itself um, as it takes on uncomfortable senses. A cold spot in the room can become a spirit. A reflection in a laptop instantly makes a person look over their shoulder. One of the greatest moments in scientific hauntings comes from Vic Tandy, a British IT engineer and lecturer. He worked late one night in his laboratory with a medical manufacturing company. He couldn't shake the feeling that something or someone was behind him. An image caught his eye in the peripheral, but he turned to face the object. Of course, it vanished. When Tandy returned to the lab, he noticed his fencing sword blade was vibrating slightly. The object responsible for the vibrations? A new ceiling fan was generating a low-frequency sound known as infrasound, anything with a frequency of 20 hertz or lower. Um, everyone's favorite astrophysicist and science guru, of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson, explained this phenomenon on his podcast called the Star Talk Radio Show. Tandy's infrared resonated at the same frequency as the human eyeball, which is 18.98 hertz. Neil says, when that happens, your eye begins to see things that are not there. It's interesting when something is supernatural, just think about it a little further. Tandy went as far to publish his findings in the Journal for the Society of Psycho um, for Physical Research. In his paper, Tandy explained that the effect wouldn't occur if the sound wave was a traveling wave. He says, however, the wave sharing our lab was of it just the right frequency to be completely reflected back by the walls at each end, so it was not going anywhere, hence it was a standing wave. In effect, the wave was folded back on itself, reinforcing the peak energy in the center of the room. Tandy noted both temperature and pressure play a role in cultivating the right circumstances for infrasound. So what happens to people when they experience infrasound? Some have reported an uneasy feeling, slight depression, or seeing faint dots out of the corner of their eyes. Tandy said these reports are akin to what he felt at night in his lab, at that night. You can listen to 18.98 uh, frequencies on YouTube um, and test this theory out for yourself. Uh, one of the, um, just like binaural beats, uh, ghost frequency optical illusion resonance binaural beat. 
is one article that, or one YouTube channel, one YouTube video that you can find. Um, it's very interesting, the ghost frequency. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, there's always a scientific aspect to everything, but the study of metaphysics is things beyond the physical, things that we do not understand beyond the physical realm, because we are more than just science. We are more than just physical beings. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, infrasound, sometimes referred to as low frequency sound, is sound that is lower in frequency than 20 hertz or cycles per second. The normal limit of the human of human hearing. Hearing becomes gradually less sensitive as frequency decreases. So for humans to perceive infrasound, the sound pressure must be sufficiently high. The ear is the primary organ for sensing infrasound, but as higher intensity, it is possible to feel infrasound in various parts of the body, such as the chest and the face and the back of the neck. The study of the sound waves is sometimes referred to as infrasonics, covering sounds beneath 20 hertz down to 0.1 hertz and rarely to 0.001 hertz. People use this frequency range for monitoring earthquakes, charting rock and petroleum formations below the earth, and also in ballistocardiography and seismocardiography to study the mechanics of the heart. Infrasound is categorized by an ability to get around with little dissipa dissipation. In music, acoustic wave sounds, um, acoustic waveguide methods such as the large pipe organ for reproduction, exotic loudspeaker designs such as transmission line, rotary woofer, or traditional subwoofer designs can produce low frequency sounds, including near infrasound. Subwoofers designed to produce infrasound are capable of sound production of an octave or below that are most commonly available in subwoofers and often about 10 times the size. The Allies of World War I first used infrasound to locate artillery. One of the pioneers in infrasonic research was French scientist Vladimir Gavreau. His interest in infrasonic waves first came about in his laboratory during the 1960s, when he and his laboratory assistants experienced shaking laboratory equipment and pain in the eardrums but his microphones did not detect any audible sound. He concluded it was infrasound caused by a large fan and duct system and soon got to work preparing tests in the laboratory. One of his experiments was an infrasonic whistle, which was an oversized organ pipe. Natural events, infrasonic sound sometimes results naturally from severe weather, surf, waves, avalanches, earthquakes, volcanoes, waterfalls, calving of icebergs, uh, the aurora borealis, meteors, lightning, and upper atmospheric lightning. Nonlinear ocean wave interactions in ocean storms produce pervasive infrared vibrations around 0.2 hertz, known as microbarums. According to the infrasonic programs at NOAA, infrasonic arrays can be used to locate avalanches in the rock. One of the things I can always count on is that there will always be confirmation. Now, what is confirmation? Confirmation is when you get that sign from the universe, that little synchronistic kismet moment that reassures you that what you're doing is right. And the fact that Anchor by Spotify makes everything so easy to record my podcast and upload it, I've got episodes lined up for the rest of the year, all in one place, because everything can be done either on my desktop or on my phone. Anchor has the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast anywhere, right from your phone or your computer. 
When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. I would suggest downloading the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm to get started because the one thing that could happen is you put out something that everyone needs to hear and you get confirmation of exactly what you needed. Even though there are millions of podcasts already, the world doesn't have yours. Join Anchor today. Rocky Mountains and to detect tornadoes on high plains several mornings, moments before they touch down. Animal communication, such as whales, elephants, hippopotamus, rhinoceroses, giraffes, and alligators are known to use infrasound to communicate over distance, up to hundreds of miles in the case of whales. In particular, the Sumatran rhinoceros has been shown to produce sounds with frequencies as low as 3 hertz, which have similarities with the song of the humpback whale. The roar of the tiger contains infrasound at 18 hertz and lower and the purr of felines is reported to cover a range of 20 to 50 hertz. It has also been suggested that migrating birds use naturally generated infrasounds from sources such as turbulent airflow over mountain ranges as a navigational guide. Infrasound may also be used for long-distance communication, especially well-documented in baleen whales and African elephants. The frequency of baleen whale sounds can range from 10 hertz to 31 kilohertz and that of one elephant calls from 15 hertz to 35 hertz. Both can be extremely loud, around 117 decibels, allowing communication for kilometers, with a maximum range of 10 kilometers, which is six miles for elephants, and potentially hundreds of thousands of kilometers for whales. Elephants also produce infrasounds that travel through solid ground and are sensed by other herds using their feet, although they may be separated by hundreds of kilometers. These calls may be used to coordinate the movement of herds and allow mating elephants to find each other. Some vocalists, including Tim Storms, can produce notes in the infrasound range. Human-created sources of infrared can be infrasound. I keep saying infrared. <laughs> infrasound can be generated by human processes, such as sonic booms and explosions, both chemical and nuclear. So whenever we... Whenever the world detonated the nuclear bomb, the first atomic bomb, it created an infrasound that forever changed the planet. Um, diesel engines and wind turbines uh, can be specifically designed to be mechanical transducers. Certain specialized loudspeaker designs are able to reproduce extremely low frequencies, which include large-scale rotary woofer models of subwoofer loudspeakers, as well as large um, horn-loaded bass reflex sealed and trans transmission line loudspeakers. This is really inter interesting because it has different effects on humans and animals. Some animals have been thought to perceive the infrasonic waves going through the earth caused by natural disasters. It's said that if you watch the animals, you're going to know what's going to happen before any person actually knows what's happened because they can be signaled and they can give us early warnings of natural disasters. An example of this is the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami. Animals were reported to have fled the area hours before the actual tsunami hit the shores of Asia. It is known for sure that this is the cause. Some have, some, it is not known for sure that this is the cause. Some have suggested that it may have been the influence of electron, electromagnetic waves 
and not of infrasonic waves that prompted these animals to flee. But research in 2013 by John Hackstrom from the U.S. Geological Service suggests that homing pigeons use low-frequency infrasound to navigate. So if these animals left this area hours before the actual tsunami hit, that was a big indicator. And how this affects humans is 20 hertz is considered the normal low-frequency limit of human hearing. When pure sine waves are reproduced under ideal conditions at a very high volume, a human listener will be able to identify loans as low identify tones as low as 12 hertz. Below 10 hertz, is, is, it, is, it is possible to perceive the single cycles of the sound along with sensation of pressure on the eardrums. From about 1000 hertz, the dynamic range of the auditory system decreases with decreasing frequency. This compression is observable in the equal loudness level contours and it implies that even a slight increase in level can change the perceived loudness from barely audible to loud. Combined with the natural spread and thresholds within a population, its effect may be that a very low frequency sound, which is inaudible to some people, may be loud to others. One study suggests that infrasound may cause feelings of awe or fear in humans. It is also suggested that since it is not consciously perceived, it may make people feel vaguely odd or feel like supernatural experiences are taking place. A scientist working at Sydney University's Auditory Neuroscience Laboratory reports growing evidence that infrasound may affect some people's nervous systems by stimulating the vestibular system, and this is shown in animal, model, model, animal models an effect similar to seasickness. In research conducted in, 20, uh, in 2006, focusing on the impact of sound emissions from wind turbines on a nearby population, perceived infrasound had been associated to effects such as annoyance or fatigue, depending on its intensity, with little evidence supporting psychological effects of infrasound below the human perception threshold. Later studies, however, have linked inaudible infrasound to effects such as fullness, pressure, or tinnitus, and acknowledge the possibility that it could disturb sleep. Other studies have also suggested associations between noise level in turbines and self-reported sleep disturbances in the nearby population, while adding the contribution of infrasound to this effect is still not fully understood. In a study at the Ibaraki University in Japan, researchers said EEG tests showed that the infrasound produced by wind turbines was considered to be an annoyance to the technicians who work close to modern large-scale wind turbines. Jürgen Altman of the Dortmund University of Technology, who is an expert on sonic weapons, has said there is no reliable evidence of nausea and vomiting caused by infrasound. High volume levels at concerts from subwoofers, uh, subwoofer arrays have been cited as causing lung collapse in individuals who are very close to the subwoofers, especially for smokers who are particularly tall and thin. In September 20, uh, 2009, London student Tom Reed died of a sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, also called SADS, after complaining that loud bass notes were getting to his heart. The inquest rec recorded a verdict of natural causes, although some experts commented that the bass could have acted as a trigger. This is all super interesting, and I love to talk about this more, about the infrasonic 17 hertz tone experiment. This is something that is just like, you can go down this rabbit hole um, about why infrasonic sound can be 
attributed to ghost sightings and how uh, infrasound for nuclear detonation detection has occurred. This is all just so interesting. So if you're definitely interested in this, reach out and email metaphysical, metaphysicalaf at gmail.com. I've got some super interesting links to share. Uh, I can find more information for you. The references that are quoted in this Wikipedia article are great. Um, it talks about the French scientist Vladimir's. Uh, it has his whole study that's in Science Journal. And just there's just so much. This is such an interesting thing. Side note, and just a little fun fact for tidbit at the end here, whenever you record something, there's a universal sound frequency that everything is recorded on, and it's 440 hertz. Sometimes it's 441, but it's never 444, which is a directly harmonic resonant, sacred harmonic vibration that resonates with our body. So whenever you listen to something, even this podcast, the sound vibrations that are coming out of it are just slightly disharmonic with your body. So that's why music makes you feel a certain way. That's why music makes you feel good or bad or whatever. If you don't think that sound can be a controlled aspect of how we live in this universe, you definitely need to take a look at this and understand how powerful sound really is. Sound and light are the two most powerful frequency weapons that can be used for good or bad on our third dimensional plane. If you'd like to know more about this, email metaphysicalaf at gmail.com. We are super happy <laughs> to talk about this more. I'm sure there will be more episodes uh, regarding sound and frequency because this is such an interesting topic. Listener support is greatly appreciated and supported. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the bio that is in the description. You can also support the podcast by donating directly to our Patreon, which will give you extra episodes that are not going to be released. Yes. So if you'd like to find out more and we'll record special episodes for our patrons that do not get released on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to, we will record specific things for you uh, regarding kind of interesting things like this, how this can really go deep down into a hole of a conspiracy theory. Um, we'll talk about the conspiracy theory of the Solfeggio scale frequency, which is very interesting. And yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for joining today and listening on this first day of October. We're coming into the witchy season. If you are witch for life, every day is a witch season. So now we're just coming into this dark October and shadow realm, sending so much love and so much light. You are divine as fuck and stay metaphysical AF. And a very special offer that we are offering from metaphysical AF, the first time that we've ever got to offer something so amazing. We are giving away, I am giving away, Two tickets to anyone that is in Colorado, or even if you're not in Colorado, this is a nationwide giveaway. Come to Colorado because on October 11th, there is an amazing show happening in the Springs. Rate, subscribe, and review the podcast for a chance to be entered to win two tickets to a show in Colorado Springs that is surely going to be a game changer. There's not a lot of hip hop in the Springs 
and Slow Ride Entertainment has brought the newest show that is going to be happening on October 11th. This show is DJ Dice. Do you know who DJ Dice is? He's just the official DJ for Method Man and Red Man. So, yeah. So, if you love the Wu-Tang Clan, you're going to love this show. DJ Dice with official Boucher, Drum Magician, Righteous Revolution, and D-Styles and High Key. October 11th, the Open-Minded Goal Room. Metaphysical AF is giving away two tickets to this show. 21 and over only. All you have to do is review the podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you'd like. Send us the review to metaphysicalaf at gmail.com and we'll enter you into the drawing to win two tickets to see DJ Dice. There's a very good chance you might get an all-access pass because you're my special guest. So definitely review and rate the podcast so that you have a chance to be entered into this giveaway plus many other giveaways that we're going to be announcing in the future. Start rating and reviewing the podcast now and see what you get. Bye!